Hi everyone. We've been gone for a while, but we're back with Tassa Talk It Out episode four. And Jenny, what are we talking about today? Today we thought about it a lot, and we were just bouncing off some ideas, and we finally came to the conclusion of discussing our insecurities. Now, this is a really big topic because. There are so many things people can be insecure about,、uh, and it can go from something trivial to something、um, deep rooted because of like a trauma in your life. But we just kind of wanted this、um, episode to just kind of let it be a kind of a free flow talk where we uncover some of our.、Uh, Insecurities, whether it be known or maybe just discovered, as long as as we talk it out,、mm-hmm. and then maybe you guys will be able to identify with some of the concerns or realizations that we have as we go through this. So,、mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> I feel like insecurities can be something that you might not even be fully conscious is an insecurity of yourself. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like I feel like I noticed that at least for me, sometimes I know something is an insecurity. Let's say I'm not good at、um, oral, like public speaking. I think that's a really、mm-hmm. common thing, and、mm-hmm. maybe I know consciously that I don't like talking in front of crowds or talking in front of people because I'm not a good oral presenter. But then there's also like subtle insecurities, like. Things that you just avoid saying in front of certain people, or things, behaviors that you change about yourself in front of certain people, not because like you're trying to be professional or something, but just because you're subconsciously being like, oh, I don't want to show this side of me because you're、yeah. kind of embarrassed about it. Like, there's different levels of insecurities. I realize.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then so for you like、uh, when's your first time you re-、um, you noticed a insecurity of yours growing up? Um, I feel like uh, okay, I feel like my most insecure in general period of my life is probably high school, and that's because I cared way too much about what other people thought of me, so I can't really pinpoint very specific insecurities. It's not like I'm oh I'm very insecure about. This thing, which made me always behave like this, it was more like I had friends I was like very, very comfortable around, and around those people, I probably can say or act however I want. But then I feel like I just overthought everything when it comes to generally talking to strangers or people I thought it was cool or people I really cared about what they thought of me. You know what I mean? So it really. <laughs> It really like held me back in the sense that I felt like、um, I couldn't always be myself, and I feel like maybe it was kind of like a I don't know. It was just like it it it's it was just honestly caring too much about what other people thought of me and maybe holding a standard of like being cool or whatever.、Um, But now,、mm-hmm. it, but honestly, it's just so much easier living your life when you don't care about what anyone thinks of you,、um, and it really doesn't affect like your happiness. You know, like I feel like 
um maybe if i liked something really lame i wouldn't want to like tell other people because it's just like oh shit like i can't hang out with people who um don't like these things with me as much anymore but just being mm-hmm. yourself and liking weird shit just makes you more unique it doesn't like change who you are as a person are there any quirky mm-hmm. things that it's you like, like? It's even to get to that point it's really difficult what i like yeah like do you have any like quirky weird things that i don't know you feel like is kind of part of your identity but maybe not a lot of people know about it i love to watch pimples get popped and pop <laughs> pimples <laughs> true okay but you yeah. probably only pop like skin's pimples right whenever like, i wouldn't... say for exams or i get stressed okay but like that's true by popping other people's pimples you're not gonna like pop mine (laughs) (laughs) right i mean if you asked i i would but what else is like some weird things that i really enjoy doing Mm, it's hard to say animal crossing (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think the 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 this when i hear that sentence or that question it's bad because growing up i knew there were a lot of quirky interests that i've had but i got rid of them one by one because i had this like notion in my head that somebody that i cared about would judge me and like hate me for it or think that i'm lesser than and i think it also stems from just because going to a school that initially there weren't like asians weren't perceived as cool like and as a kid even though that was never blatantly said i understood that idea so that i always had this um level or standard that i wanted to hit and make sure that i was enough or seen as a cool person or cool a cool enough asian you Mm -hmm. know like even thinking back in high school or like growing or even in university i stopped i stopped doing sports as well because it made me it would make me seem less of like a like a girly girl or i thought that girly girls are like the ones that should that like fit in more than i don't know who the heck whatever it's like it was just that the idea of like what's trending was what's important so i basically gave of everything that I was really interested in. I don't know. Just thinking about it, it's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. So that's what, about- what I'm grateful for. Now. Okay. I started like looking into like doing more creative stuff. <laughs> so are there anything that you're currently insecure about or you feel like you need to work on in terms of building your confidence in that area? Uh, well, one you like you mentioned is like my communication skills. I find it, I feel really insecure when I speak to people outside of a social setting, just because um, I personally enjoy speaking without a filter. Like whatever is coming to my mind, I find that's a yeah. really raw and <laughs> a, a very authentic way to express myself. And so, mm-hmm. even though it's not like what normal people would phrase certain um situations i find that the way words kind of like fumble out of my mouth um it brings joy not only to me but to others 
So mm-hmm. when it and but as you get older, you're you're not going to be only in a social setting. You're going to be in a um, professional setting. You're going to be speaking with people who are older than you, and it just needs to be a little bit more formal. So mm-hmm. um, that's what's difficult. I find yeah. I always feel like. I'm competing against a standard that I can't achieve. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that is definitely something that co- comes with experience because right now, even though we're adults already, we still have a pretty limited amount of experience in terms of doing interviews, like working in the industry and talking to like professionals or, you know, those kind of things. And as we do it more, um, and work more I feel like it'll just naturally feel more um conversational and we can speak easier in that professional language because right now most of the time we're at school we're hanging out with our friends and we just say slang words and use whatever we want and inappropriate things might come out of our mouths because it's not like our friends stop us or there's like a standard that we have to uphold in front of our friends yeah yeah I think but I, I definitely one is just like I cut you off. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you saying? Go ahead. Oh no no, no. I I forget. Well, you you finish your sentence first, and I'll keep going. Oh, okay. Um, I was just gonna say that I think I agree with you in terms of that. Like, a lot of times, I feel like when I was younger, there were a lot of very superficial things I was insecure about. Not that not necessarily really affected my life that much it's just like oh shit like um i shouldn't have said this to this person or like oh it's really lame that i like these things which obviously all of those things i've gotten over at this point but um i feel like for me now it's more like dealing with almost i guess there was a period where i was really struggling with feeling like i needed to convince myself that i was like a smart person (laughs) because a lot of times yeah because a lot of times like I feel like working after I switched programs working in industry like during co-op as like a software engineer it was just like I've I've never had like so many things I yeah like I never had so many things I didn't understand so many things I needed help with and like the sheer amount of questions I needed to ask and even after asking the questions still not understanding and still making very little progress towards my work some days it's just like wow like I, I don't know where I rank in terms of intelligence compared to all these people you know and do I have to work like 10 times harder to be able to prove that I'm smart or am I just like not as smart or I don't know I got very wrapped up in that thought which is not really productive it's more productive to just like learn for the sake of learning and then like work at your own pace and then like as long as you keep putting effort towards it. it sorry how did you overcome it um it's a lot of like in a way um self like thinking more logically because I feel like a lot of those thoughts can be very destructive with no facts backing it up you know what I mean like not knowing things when you're dealing with softwares or programs that are completely new is very very normal um so it's not like it's very almost unreasonable to hear someone be like oh I didn't understand this 
conclusion, I'm stupid. You know, like anyone who, like if I, if you heard someone say that, you'd probably be like, slap them across the face and be like, okay, get over it. Like you're, you know, you're not stupid. Like you just didn't yeah. understand this thing for this one day. You, you can figure you it watch out. Watch many movies, assuming that like you, you see it one time and you get it. Yeah. And the thing for me is I feel like I have very high standards for myself. And a lot of times when I make mistakes, it overshadows. Yeah. Like it overshadows like all the progress I've made. So like realistically, when I like look back, I've done a lot of things, you know, like I've learned so much more from when I, where I was a year ago. And like, Mm -hmm. I've proven like I can do finish projects, like finish assignments by myself, do all these things in school, like do all these things at work. So it's like, so it's like, Helen, if you look at yourself from like a third point of view, kind of like step back, it's like what you're saying, the the destructive thoughts is very like unreasonable, like just Mm -hmm. from a logical point of view, like, Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like it's, it's also very normal to feel this way because I feel like sometimes being in like a tech industry or whatever is very challenging and everyone feels that way you know like it's not an isolated feeling it's like a lot of people syndrome on the on on steroids basically yeah yeah yeah. so like when you realize that it's just a very common thing um and getting support from i guess your friends and people who love you who like can actually like see you from um uh, outside objective more objective perspective then it's like yeah it, it like heals it a lot but a lot of the times it's just like has I feel like a lot of it is just being able to like yeah be more realistic about the pressure or the pressure you're putting up on yourself I don't know yeah yeah I think it just comes with time and knowing that you're just okay with not knowing everything I think that's what change the game for me mm-hmm. but still working towards it but i think and one thing that's really um common in terms of excuses for a lot of people is just growing up in terms of body image too like i remember mm-hmm. like uh, growing up i used to have two close friends that were models mm-hmm. and like i was i wasn't really i wasn't i was not a cute kid i was just not a cute kid and so it it not only was it difficult just to grow up feeling like ugly, but feel feeling that on like on a whole nother level because the people the, the people who are physically next to you is like an actual comparison to your when you look at each other, but also mm-hmm. when other people view you. So you can't help think in that perspective. Mm-hmm. And also because like the Korean standard is stupid, especially back in the time yeah. when um, the way they visualize everything, it was just such an un- insane, insane level. And also I used to love working out. So my body was very lean, but it was very muscular. So I'd always get the comment that I'm too, too fit or too like beefy for like a girl which which is is not not even the case because I was like 80 pounds (laughs) yeah and which is not like honestly in western standards like being healthy and looking like strong is um yeah is is like nice right like people like that Mm -hmm. but not it's not really a thing in like Asian culture it's more Mm -hmm. women are more the beauty standard for women is more like 
skinny, Stick but skinny. Not, yeah, but not like strong skinny, like like yeah, for real. no eating skinny. Yeah. yeah. I remember one one day when I started to get like squishier. I was so excited because I was like, finally, I look a little bit more feminine. And I always have to take myself doing like a catch, like a, like a catch moment, yeah. whatever you call it. But yeah, even growing like up, I remember having the conversations with my parents or secretly looking up like plastic surgery before and after, like, what does it look like in Korea? How much would it cost? Like literally getting yeah. that deep, yeah. um, thinking about it, wondering like, what I would look like. Yeah. Oh, I never told you this story. Oh, tell me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I had a guy friend and there was this like, app, but back then there was a lot of like facial generators that existed okay. um, that would show you, uh, that would read your face and then tell you what kind of celebrity you look most similar to. So this um, specific uh, app was a Korean um, celebrity stim- simulator um and so uh one of the girls that was doing it when she was my model friend like she got like some pretty like lady and so i was like oh cool and then i actually uh showed this ad but <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, the fact that it was a guy kind of like mortified me, especially when the, um, my my guy friend at the time was telling me like, "Yeah, you look like a man." Knowing Aww. that, um, I thought I was more muscular, and in retrospect, I was actually so skinny. Like this is this is like pre, like period and everything. So I don't understand. Um, but it was just like that concept that the dig into me so deep. It took mm-hmm. me so many years to feel like I was actually like beautiful, and, mm-hmm. and it only felt that way maybe a couple of years after university when I stopped giving a shit about mm-hmm. going to the gym or eating nicely. Yeah, and I started to like fill out. I'm just like whatever. I like the way I am. I like being squishy and like not working out and still looking okay so yeah i'll just keep my body like this i feel beautiful like this yeah yeah for sure like i feel like um in university after i moved out there were more <laughs> not that like it, it should not that someone sh- should need this but like there were more people around me almost like reiterating that like oh like you're attractive or you know like friends telling you like yeah validating you yeah validating you but like I feel like when I was younger and especially through high school like this is one criticism I kind of feel like towards not not saying like all Asian families are like this but I feel like mine was kind of like this too but like okay first of all like um I'm a pretty tall person but I like grew hella when I was like in grade five like that's when I hit my growth spurt so I've always had like this impression that I was like or in my mind I saw myself as bigger than everyone else because like in terms of like clothing I always like bought a size larger because like I was when you're kids like you grow really quickly right so like I was always like bigger than all the all my friends and stuff so I that's my image of myself in my head and then like um my mom, she's like one of those people with like really high, r- really, what is it called? Like, 
fast metabolism so she doesn't gain weight mm-hmm. yeah so like she's like in her when she was like in her 40s she was like probably lighter than me in terms mm-hmm. of weight which honestly like you're unless you're unhealthy like the number on the scale shouldn't really matter for an individual but like um i feel like <laughs> she always had to remind me like oh like don't eat too much like or there were there be times when like she's just like oh i feel like you can like cut down a little even though i was like five foot eight and only like 128 pounds you know what i mean so but like yeah. she she was just like yeah you know you know when like a year ago you were like um skinnier like that that was like when you were when you look your prime like she was like say things like that <laughs> oh my God. so i was like really insecure about my weight in high school and it wow. it was like one of those things where i stood on the stepped on the scale a lot and like wow. i was like very conscious of like my waist size like my shirt size whatever right mm-hmm. and none of that matters anymore like i don't care i don't think i ever really weigh myself because I just want to be stronger and healthier. Um, so that's the reason, where that's the motivation behind exercising. Um, but yeah, it's it's like pretty crazy because like I remember during high school was when the, I went back, the one and only time I went back to China. But in China, I'm like huge. Like not only in terms of height, but also in terms of size. Like in China, I'm like a large, even though here in North America, I'm a small. And I'm also dark skinned because I tan easily and I'm also like wide shouldered because I have like a large frame and that's just like my, ge- my genetics obviously but it's just like I really stand out when I stand be- beside the Asian woman in China sometimes and it's just like I-, I know that like because my parents grew up in China I feel like that's kind of still they still have a more traditional or my mom still has a more traditional view of like beauty maybe or body type mm-hmm. um based on standards there I don't really know but like she really doesn't say any of these kind of things to me anymore um she's really gotten over it but like at the time I remembered it I, I feel like I remembered it more deeply because when you're going through puberty and everything you're more sensitive to those kind of comments mm-hmm. um so yeah but obviously, that's also something that can carry onwards into your 20s or 30s or whatever. So definitely, like, being feeling confident about your body and what you're born with is something that for some people might take time to, like, but How did grow. you get to that point then? From being insecure about your weight to getting to appreciate yourself now, where, uh, what did it take? okay honestly like I feel like at the beginning stages it was it had a lot to do with like validation from other people you know what I mean (laughs) yeah like honestly sometimes it's fun when you're with your friends and you're kind of just complimenting each other whether or not like it's super true or not I I don't know like yeah like sometimes it's hard to only be, be the only voice to convince yourself that you're like oh I look pretty badass I look I look pretty I look like hot or whatever right mm-hmm. um so I think when people are young they <laughs> like hearing validations from other people but mm-hmm. I feel like as I grew older it was just one of those things it's like oh what do I want like what what do I want for myself mm-hmm. and for me it's just like 
um I just want to be like really healthy I just want to be really strong like I want to like be able to like go on runs in 40 years from now when I'm like kind of old or whatever right I want to like put good things into my body so Mm -hmm. and like it's not bad to have like a vanity or a goal based on vanity either Like, like there's times where I'm just like oh yeah like maybe I can like lose some weight because I want to like tone down my stomach and I just want to like look nice wearing these clothes or whatever but as long as like the process towards attaining that or the reasoning behind that is like healthy I don't know I don't really know how to explain it. I think I just got over it because I just be- I started believing everything like I'm just like I think like I think like I really like what I'm born with I don't really know yeah I think that could take takeaway is that it's like a process and sometimes it, can, it might start from something that's not always 100% the healthiest but at least it's a starting point like whether it be um, something like uh, communication or um, the way you look it's it all starts from feeling better whether it be from an outside source or yourself and eventually letting that continuously develop and letting yourself hear the good over the bad and then once you start saying something or hearing something enough you eventually believe it it's just the way it is so Mm -hmm. let that be a lesson for both us and everybody else in the future Mm -hmm. too right yeah it's like fake it till you make it that's it's true yeah and i i don't know i don't really know when it happened but eventually i feel like i just got to a point where i don't need to hear validation from other people to believe it as well you know what i mean like there's a lot of things in your life that some you you remember a time when you kind of wanted people to tell you this but then like you have the motivation or whatever or the confidence to feel it and believe it yourself Mm -hmm. after a certain point and the other interesting thing is that it's just as you get older you have more responsibilities people just a lot lot of other shit you have to think about you don't have you don't have the luxury to think about um things it's brought up in a conversation Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what you need in order to let yourself grow in other areas and it kind of domino effects into your conference being built that doesn't Mm -hmm. always happen of course but it's just something you can maybe rely on i guess Yeah. yeah is there anything else you would like to add her Lee? I don't I think so. I don't know. What about you? I think that's about it. It was kind of just like a free flow talk about insecurities mm-hmm. because there's no goal in terms of direction because in reality, mm-hmm. it's something that you always have to continuously overcome. And it's a discussion that you should be always be having, whether it be with yourself or your friends. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like that I- was just kind of our point for the yeah i feel like at any point any age everyone has insecurities at some to some extent and i think like well insecurities is 100 percent like a mental thing right like it's like you feel that way it might not necessarily be true most of the time it's it's way overplayed than is actual in reality but I feel like the trick of like almost lying to yourself despite feeling that way actually works a lot a lot or works a lot of the times like let's say today you're feeling like 
Oh my god. Wait, throw me an example. <laughs> okay, like, let's say it could be something like even playing sports or whatever. It's like, oh, I don't want to, like, play because I'm going to look... I feel like I'm the worst player here and I don't want to, like seem so trash in front of my friends like let's say that's like your the thing you want to overcome just be like yo I'm like just imagine yourself being like Roger Federer like (laughs) playing tennis and you're just like I can get this serve I I can like hit I can hit this forehand and you can like imagine yourself doing it I know I'm not Roger Federer but that's the goal (laughs) Yeah. yeah like pump yourself up like if you feel like not sure about something just be like or you can like talk yourself through it like sometimes in, at work I'm just like oh I don't want to ask this question because people are gonna think I'm stupid and then like I literally step by step be like okay these are this is the person I'm asking this question to why the fuck would he think I'm stupid I'm an intern I've only been here for two weeks like this is a new software that I haven't touched and this person has to work with a, a lot of interns before in the past so it's not like this and whatever or like this person is a really nice person it's much more efficient for like the team for me to get this done in the next hour than if i were to like not ask this question and end up spending five hours on it so they'd probably rather see me make progress than to like see nothing done for the next day and i just like say all these things to me and i'm just like wow there's like 10 more better reasons for asking this question than the one reason i'm telling myself I shouldn't ask because I'm scared someone's gonna think I'm stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like things like that. You tell them. Or even if like, even if it's something that's like more than that, like sometimes I have to do a presentation and I'm just like, sometimes I sign up on purpose to present because I want to become a better presenter. And I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm like, oh shit, like, I didn't prepare enough, I'm gonna mess up, I'm gonna forget, and it's gonna be so embarrassing because 200 people are watching me. But then, like, literally, when I tell myself, okay, even worst case scenario, I forget everything and walk off, and I'm just, I just apologize, I'm just like, oh shit, sorry, I totally forget what I was gonna say for this slide. That embarrassment, like, no one's gonna remember that after a year. Like, that's the worst case scenario, you know? Like, it's just, like, you have so much more to gain from, like, doing it than to, like, not do it because of your fear, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to add, Hearn? Sip your tea? No. I just would like some water now. Okay. Okay, that's a wrap that's for this episode then. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can wrap it up again, no worries. Just re rewrap it. Alright. That's a wrap for episode four. Hope you enjoyed listening to us. And any last comments, questions? Or farewells, Jenny. Nope. I'm good. All right. Bye, guys. See you whenever we decide to record again next. <laughs>